So welcome back again. We've had one or two notes over the last couple of days still from people who are struggling to hear. And I know that myself and the others also too, sometimes our voices tend to drop when we're guiding meditations. So uh, I'm going to try not to have that happen. And uh, do keep letting us know. It's helpful, actually. I mean, I know sometimes we've all got our eyes shut and you can't catch our attention. But if you can put your hand up and catch our eye sort of sooner rather than later, that's really helpful. Is this good now as a volume for people? Yeah. Okay. And then just also in in that regard, it it reminds me if, if you could sign your notes it also helps us to respond to them. So, um, you know, often people don't want to make a fuss and uh, therefore don't, don't sign their notes. But it, it's really helpful for us if you could please sign all the notes that you leave for us. Um, so, it was nice to meet with some of you this morning. I wonder how everyone's doing. And I know that this can be uh, the more sleepy time of the day. So my uh, invitation is going to be in a moment that um, if you feel up for that, that we begin this period with another standing meditation, a little like yesterday afternoon. And then just also kind of feeling into what's what's happening uh, this morning in the groups, thinking that rather than introduce any new theme or topic of meditation this afternoon, to let this, this afternoon be a time for consolidating, digesting uh, some of what's already been received. So I'll maybe revisit one or two thoughts that we've offered in the last few days. I might stray off them a little bit, but hopefully nothing too too dramatic so appreciating that you know uh, our minds and our systems need time to digest and practice with things also so I hope that will be helpful so just sensing into what's here for you right now what's happening now the body and the heart mind And then if you feel like actually the body really needs to be seated, uh, physical or energy levels are uh, thinking that's the best thing to do, then you're welcome to stay seated. But otherwise, just uh, slowly feeling your way into a standing position. As you do that, really noticing what it's like for the soles of your feet to come back into contact with the ground, or if you stood from a chair for the, to take the weight through the feet. It's one of the fascinating moments of my day, I find. Is maybe it also gets more conscious as one gets older, as when the feet touch the floor as you're getting out of bed, and that first moment of standing up in the morning. It's like, oh, creak. <laughs> 
So just feeling the contact of feet with ground or if you're not standing, whatever bits of the body are in touch with the ground. Feeling the areas of softness and hardness. And what it's like if you let yourself melt a little through the feet into the earth. I was talking yesterday about how the touch of our hands can be a touch of gentleness or friendliness. I want to say like a caress, but it might be too cheesy for some of you, but... The sense of that the feet are caressing the earth. And the earth is caressing you back through the feet or through your legs if you're seated. Letting as much of your feet be in contact with the ground as possible. So the pads of the toes, the balls of the feet the heels, softening in the ankles and the knees. Letting the tailbone drop. And how the feeling how the spine can rise up from the from the pelvis, from the tailbone. Even sweeping the attention or the imagination. We maybe don't have so much sensation there, but up through the vertebrae and discs of the spine, or maybe you have too much sensation but it's not quite the right sensations. And letting the sternum lift and the shoulders just melt a little down the back. And the collarbones be wide. And the arms hanging in a spacious, loose way at the sides of the body. Lengthening a little in the back of the neck. And then finding your way to the top of the head, the point right at the crown of the head. There may or may not be any sensation there. There's not really sensation there for me at this moment. But I can imagine that point. And imagine that that's being suspended from the sky above you. And like the body is... The head and the neck and the shoulders form a, a coat hanger and the body is just elegantly draped from the head and the shoulders until it rests through the feet onto the floor.
Just feeling into the way that your body's standing. Noticing how it may be making little minor adjustments all the time to keep balance. Same is true even if you're sitting. There might be movement within the stillness of your sitting. This paradoxical thing. We're not really as still as... It's not completely still. And sensing the space around the body. The touch of the air on the exposed parts of the skin. Warmth and coolness. sounds and the rustles and the movement around us in the room. They may be heard in the ears, but are they sensed, felt in the body? And... So there's this uprightness, this poise or balance, this sense of dignity, taking one's stand or taking one's seat. Firmly in the middle of the flow of sensation, thought and feeling. And then also the possibility of offering yourself the gesture of a smile externally or internally or externally and internally. It's non-contentious receptivity to life as it's manifesting for you in this moment. And then becoming aware, if you're not already aware, of the movement of breathing or these movements of the body that we collectively call breathing. Maybe as we turn the attention there, there's a natural inclination which by all means follow to take a deeper, fuller in-breath. And a full out breath. Allowing the in breath to connect you 
more fully with the body to bring some energy and the out-breath with the out-breath to soften and let go. And then when you're ready, just letting the breath resume its normal normal pattern. Maybe bringing some attention to the movement of breath in the belly or the movement of the belly with the breathing. What are the sensations here of the in-breath, of the out-breath? And as was said this morning, it sometimes feels less like a pinpointing of an experience than a kind of flowing with or a, um, it's like there's a, a movement with. Lingering with the sensations of the breath coming in and the breath going out again. As we deepen our connection with the breath or interest in it, can notice different ways in which it's possible to perceive it. So if this doesn't chime with your experience, don't worry and you can just let go of it and attend to the breath as it feels natural for you to do so but if it's of interest maybe seeing okay well what's are there any sensations of breathing in the back of the body so and rather than 
imagining the breath coming into the lower belly. The breath moving into the area of the kidneys and the lower back. And you can do this standing or seated. So if you're standing and you get to a point where you feel actually the body wants to sit down now, then you can make that choice at any time as I'm guiding the practice. And if you're sitting, you always have the option to switch to standing. Can I become sensitive to the movement associated with breathing in the lower back? You don't have to be like my medical doctor sister who was asked to breathe into her heart in a yoga class and thought that was rubbish because everybody knows you breathe into your lungs. (laughs) We may not literally be breathing into these organs, but there's a movement, a knock-on movement of the movement of the body with the breathing that can be felt. And then what about in the upper back, the backs of the rib cage, backs of the lungs? the sides Then letting yourself feel all the sensations of breathing that manifest for you from the belly all the way up to the tip of the nose, back of the throat. The chest and the heart area. There's nothing to get right. It's constantly changing. And our experience of the breath changes wherever we place the attention.
you might expand the area of interest to the whole body, having the sense of the whole body expanding with the in-breath, releasing, softening with the out-breath, as if you were breathing through all the pores of your skin. Then slowly moving your awareness down into the feet or the bottom, wherever the body is in contact with ground. And seeing if you, it makes any sense, it may or may not, to feel the breath as rising from the ground upwards through the body. So rather than the in-breath beginning at the nostrils and going down the body, coming up again, do you have a sense of the possibility that the movement is felt like the breath is rising from the ground and going back to the ground? So seeing if one of these ways of being with the breath feels interesting or
appealing to you and maybe exploring that, continue to explore that. So we can let the breath be our support for staying up close with this moment's changing experience. And if the breath is not comfortable or if you find that focusing too much on it makes it tight or tense, then shifting the attention to different aspect of the body's experience. A sense of touch or contact internally, externally. even the space around the body. Or the soundscape around us.
And from time to time you might notice that the mind has switched channels and is now preoccupied with channel four or channel three. It's moved into the domain of planning or reminiscing. argument of some kind with what's happening just now and we can just acknowledge that don't have to get rid of it even just see again what's happening on channel one Just this direct experience of the body before we've even labelled it as restlessness or pain or bliss or whatever it might be.
You can notice what happens in the mind and in the body when the bell is heard. (laughs) It's really interesting how that varies from time to time, isn't it? And it also interests me how in in this practice tradition, the bell is like, okay, it's the end of the sitting. Whereas in the Plum Village or Thich Nhat Hanh tradition, there's a lot of use of bells as as the mindfulness bell calls us into presence. And can we can we let this bell be an invitation to just reconnect to what's what's happening now? And I know for a lot of us, it's like suddenly there's this ah oh, when the bell goes and things relax, and we didn't kind of know there's tension that we didn't know we were holding until the bell rings. <laughs> so that can be interesting. So can we be as relaxed in the moment before the bell <laughs> as we are in the moment after we've heard it? And be mad that it's over. <laughs> and be, that's the other thing. It's like, oh, that interrupted me. Well, the, so the good news is in that regard. I mean, I know it's now I've probably punctured your your deep state of meditation, but we've got a forty-five minute period for walking now. But if you're feeling really still and like you want to continue to sit for a bit longer into the walking period, you can. And then the next sitting will be um, at uh, 3.45 and it's a half hour sitting and I won't give any guidance at all. So it's a a chance just to be really quiet. So also if you feel like I'd really like to have a silent sit for a bit longer than that, you can also come in earlier um, and sit here. But we have had a couple of notes also about the walking and you know, is it okay to go for a walk outside in the, on the trails and things during the walking periods and so on? And had a little consultation with a Kinchener about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would really like, and I, I support him, is to really strongly encourage that the walking periods, we do walking meditation, that we, you know, stay within this template, this temple of uh, you know, choosing a spot and doing walking meditation. I mean, I don't want to be the Dharma police or rigid about this. If you really need to rest or you're going up the walls and you really need to go for a walk, you know, please be reasonable about it. But by and large, it can get very tempting to say, okay, one walking period, I'm going to go to the yoga room and do yoga. One walking period, I'm going to go on a walk around the loop and the other one, I'll have a cup of tea. And before you know it, you're not doing any walking meditation. And it's a real lost opportunity. And it is, some people love it and some people, we always have, most of us have a preference of either the sitting or walking meditation, but it's a really... Um, important and valuable part of the practice we feel personally I've come to really love these floors and the the walking as the sort of like silk walking on these floors in one's socks there's a lot of it's amazing how much pleasure you can experience through the soles of your feet <laughs> so uh, also in that regard you know doing tai chi and yoga um, ideally do them outside of the walking periods Um, and just to re-clarify about the lower walking room downstairs 
that the space, the smaller space behind the screens is set aside for people who want to do Tai Chi practice and the larger space outside of it is for walking practice. But really in the walking periods, generally speaking, as the rule of thumb, you're strongly encouraged to be doing walking meditation rather than your other stuff. <coughs> so enjoy the next 45 minutes and um, there'll be another sitting in here at 3.45 and then a Kinchino will be leading the movement at 4.15 downstairs today. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.